Welcome to the Okie Country Good News, community talk that matters. I'm Cliff Castile, your host. This broadcast is produced at the Okie Country 101.7 Studios in Muskogee, Oklahoma. This broadcast focuses on the good news in Muskogee and the area. A focus on good things, good people, and good events happening right here in our community. I'm so thankful you joined us. Today, we talk about the Muskogee Exchange Club Chili and Barbecue Cook-Off, the Castle of Muskogee's Renaissance Festival, and all of the good things happening at Muskogee's Roxy Theater. Community talk that matters. This is the good news, a product of Okie Country 101.7. Robert Smith with the Exchange Club of Muskogee. Time to talk about the chili cook-off and barbecue, all the good stuff. Robert, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Cliff. Thanks for having me on. How are you? Man, I've been doing great. Uh, it's been a long year trying to get through last year's issues with COVID and everything. Uh, the unfortunate situation that occurred at the last minute, actually, right. of having to cancel the cook-off just broke our hearts. It's our big thing, right? Muskogee, we're infamous for the Azalea Festival and the cook-off and uh, raising money for local children's charities and bragging about how our community is strong. And, and it's just sadness that we were just sidelined, right? right? And told it's probably best to just kind of take a time out. And I think we made the right decision in hindsight, right? I That's think you did too. Unfortunately yeah. for the charities and of course for everyone yeah. that loves to go out there. I mean, there's such a variety of things happening at the uh, Chili and Barbecue Cook-Off with the Exchange Club. Number one, you've got all the great food, but you've got great music, a great sense of community. It's an awesome event and I'm glad it's back. Now you've had to change the timing a little bit this year. What are you, about a month and a half or so later this year? Right. So what happened was last year, we, uh, after canceling, and we were like, okay, we got to start thinking about what are we going to do? And we had no clue until we did our other event called the Jeep Jam that happened in October. Mm -hmm. So after that event, we started thinking, okay, this, this feels like this might be something we can do. But at the same time, we still weren't completely sure. We were still masking. We weren't we weren't vaccinated under, we didn't have a vaccine just yet. But so, so we thought, you know, there's just, we don't feel confident at the time. I think it was late December, January, where we thought we would be in the quote unquote safe zone timing wise to have it in April. We just weren't sure. Mm-hmm. So we thought there's, you know, this isn't a little ranger boat on the river, man. This is a, this is a Titan ship on the ocean that it doesn't move quickly. So you have to have nine months ahead of time to plan for this event. So we needed to give ourselves enough time to one plan for it to feel generally safe with the information we had at the time that we would be on the other side of protocols per, per se and maybe mm-hmm. have some some good weather too right we thought well we've had three or four years of just terrible weather in april that's just really hindered our opportunities to make money for the charities so we thought warm weather would be good so when can we do this so at the time there was nothing really going on a whole lot when it comes to activities we had barbecue events like the bigsby blues and barbecue that wasn't even announced yet it was kind of like they were changing what they were going to do at the time on social media right. so we really didn't know what was going on so we just said it's just safer if we just try to put it out there in june well, let's talk so, about the dates yeah. maybe talk about the taster kits too because i know everyone wants to yeah. make their plan to get that taster kit filled up as many times as they can to get that tummy full exactly so this year we, we made the date june 11th and 12th we will have a free concert friday night kind of like saying let's get back to the community by having another free concert 
because it's just been so rough. So we booked both Phillips band and the opening act will be Blake Turner. So come on out at Hatbox Field on the main stage. And then Saturday, the change that we're having this year as well, um, and this was due to in large part and credit to the late founding member, Carl Kelly. We thought, how is the best way we can raise more money for sure is let's just change it to where we can have an entry gate. Okay, So there's an entry gate fee at $10 for, mm-hmm. for everyone. But kids, we get a price point break for the kids that are between the ages of four and 12 years old. And then anyone under four, you know, three and younger is free. And you get your taster kit and your voting ballots. So it's the same thing. It's just a matter of getting it at the gate. And if, and if you don't wish to have to carry your taster kit around at the very beginning, you don't have to. I mean, they'll be at the concession booths. You can grab yours. If you drop your concession or your taster kit, just go over to the concession booth, grab another one. Sounds oh good. God. How much participation is expected this year? Being with the change, are you going to have about the same or more, or will there will there be fewer of the competitors in the cookoff? So so far, we've got forty, a little over forty cook teams registered, and typically we have between seventy five to hundred cook teams. So we're hoping that uh, everyone does come out. Now, the general public, I did visit another uh, event uh, about a month ago to just again get a feel for what the, the consumer confidence is. And I was overwhelmed the staggering amount of people that went to that cook-off event here re- locally uh, just down the road. I was amazed. And I talked to the, the event coordinator of it, and he said it was the largest crowd he's ever seen. So I'm expecting the same. I think people um, are tired of being cooped up. I think people are really wanting to go to a concert again. I think they're really wanting to get out and, and enjoy food and people and music and a very festive environment, just like you guys create with the Exchange Club Chili and Barbecue Cook-Off. Yeah. And and so, uh, you know, the, the hardest thing that we do every year is, and it's unfortunate, is hearing that people don't know what our event's about, you know, why we do what we do. And Cliff, you and I have worked together for many years now. Yeah. getting our, your listeners, I, I want to say our listeners, not at this point, sure. right? To know what we do and why we do what we do. Why you're doing this stuff is just for great causes. We found that national mission of child abuse prevention to be our main goal here locally. And it's an unfortunate thing that, that is pre- prevalent in this region and this area is child abuse, right? Sad. So there are organizations that help support and take care of that need, such as CASA, Kids Space fostering hope the our own shoe and coat fund that supports kids that are in the school systems that are we work privately behind the scenes with the counselors to say hey we have kids with needs we're going to take care of them here's you know here's some money from the exchange club we're going to take care of you put some shoes on your feet and and a coat on your back and i think it gives those kids a sense of confidence too i mean when they're showing up at school with poor shoes or maybe not even having a coat to keep them warm i I think that it it speaks volumes to have that presented to them in a private way private secret way it's not a publicly known thing so the kid doesn't show up to school with like oh but here's the exchange club to give the kids right there's no no, no, no. presentation kind of thing i understand it's just hey here's a coat to keep you warm go get good grades be known (laughs) by the public that that's where your money's going and a lot of people you know they think that you know this is something that is a pay-to-play kind of event no this is a fundraiser and i want everyone to understand that this is successful because of a heart and the deepest reason why we do this is to raise money for those charities and what we are so blessed with 
in the Exchange Club is to be able to announce that over 37 years, we've been able to give upwards of $1.5 million to these local children's charities over the span of those years because people have said, we support this. This is something good. My money is being spent well in my community, and I get to enjoy it at the same mm-hmm. time. So it's a it's win. It's a win, win right? for everybody, sure. For everybody. And it, to be honest, we have the most success. Now I can say this confidently. I wasn't sure before I went to these reach of uh, barbecue events, and I asked them, how much money do you give away to your quote-unquote organizations that you support? And they were telling me the numbers, not, not to be rude, but we more than double, some of them three to four times more the amount we give away each year Amazing. than those other events that are cons- considered to be huge events. They are, but ours is so much more successful because of the fact that our community says, I'm all in. We're going to support this organization. I mean, Cliff, you've been there. The cook teams that win proceeds they give they say give the money back to the exchange company. your tears will go running down your face it's one of those things where you see the dollars that people are having so much fun with and that they're able to to go and enjoy a festive day but those dollars and you turn that into either a coat a pair of shoes or a service or guaranteeing a service to help children can you get any better than that it's investing in our future and it's helping people have a better life especially these kids yeah it is and and, and we haven't said this and this isn't the most important thing it's kind of like the cherry on top is it really supports tourism and your local economy and the, the Chamber and Tourism put some numbers together many years ago and let me know that our in economic impact to the city is over a million dollars to the hotel, motel taxes, you know, the mm-hmm. sales revenue that happens because people are generally interested in the place that they're coming to, not just our event, but hey, what's downtown? Hey, what's going on regionally around? Oh, there's this festival going on over here. Oh, there's this activity going on over here. Oh, there's this, you know, lo- stores and locations. They all want to, they don't just stay in one location when they come to our event. They go everywhere. And so so it's it's a cherry on top to know that, to know that we're not just directly benefiting the, the the children's charities that we're trying to impact, but it's helping our neighbors that we are supporting us uh, around. A town and city. Absolutely. I love it. And I can't wait for this. I love the smell in the air. I love the food. I love all of it. Now, if you would talk about your website and again, hit the yeah. dates and let people know how this is going to work because we don't want anyone to miss any of the goodness with the chili and barbecue cook off. Yeah. So let me put a shout out to the cook teams. You know, we, we, I'm anticipating the biggest crowd we've ever had. So I actually do need a lot more cook teams to register. And please do at uh, MuskogeeCookoff.com. If you're generally interested in the event, you can visit there and get a little bit more information as well. One thing I didn't mention is the kids grilling and chilling barbecue is back. We brought that back, and the kids zone is going to be bigger than ever. So there is so much to do on Saturday. I haven't even touched, scratched the surface of it. Please visit our website, muskogeecookoff.com, or follow us on Facebook and see all the posts we've had and what we've mentioned there. That gives you everything you need to know. And, and again, that date is June 11th and 12th, and I hope to see everyone come out and let's celebrate and let's change this to to be a tribute and a celebration of carl kelly's life so let's just do this one for carl and now the good news continues with fun stuff in muskogee and no one knows more about the fun stuff it's matt hiller with the castle of muskogee matt welcome to the podcast cliff great to be here thank you well you've been a busy man throughout the month of may and you're going to be going what this weekend and then next weekend with the renaissance festival yes yes uh this week weekend and monday memorial day yeah um, yeah, yeah you can't so, forget that so coming out for that it's it's it's, it's a great tearjerker uh parade and lots of support for our veterans and that's uh, a lot of fun it's memorial 
Memorial Day. Memorial That'll be Day. happening tomorrow as this is broadcast on Sunday when you're listening. So just remember that. And then, uh, like you said, uh, the first weekend of June, we always think of uh, Renaissance Festival as weekends in May because that's how I advertised it for so many years. Right. But now we've had to push to six weekends. So I don't think there's any more weekends we can add. If we go backwards into April, you know, occasionally sometimes we do when there's only four weekends in May. We right. have one in April and then spill one over into June. But pushing it back any any further, we may be getting snowed on or ice. You never on. know in and, Oklahoma. And right. then I can't go any any more forward into the summer because we'd melt wearing those wool hats and jackets right. out there. Now it runs into my fireworks season. And it does, yeah. <laughs> the good news is this podcast and having good things happening in Muskogee, this has been a good festival. And I, I use the word good. I, I should use really great and awesome because it gets better and better every year. And you've been doing this for so long that you are an expert at a Renaissance Festival. And yeah. how do we get fortunate? How many years have you been doing it, first uh, of all? Well, it's our 25th year of Renaissance Festival. It takes months, months and months of, uh, of early preparation to put one of these on. The Contacting the, the groups that travel across the country going to Renaissance festivals or even if they are going to want to do it. The COVID situation really put a, a strain on a lot of our vendors and a lot of our acts and it was a uh, it was quite a feat it to was, get this uh, production to the quality that it, that it has been and sure. and to say that it is as good if not better this year than it has been ever been tough to do because so many of the acts were financially uh, they oh. were hit hard oh. when you're talking about people that rely on the travel the shows the schedule this is what they do for right. a living and when it's gone the income is gone yeah all last year they uh, a lot of them travel internationally and that's not cheap so no, it's uh, hard. We, we well we have have some vendors that are stuck back in Scotland and Ireland because they couldn't make it over here with the the travel restrictions right. and the quarantines and stuff like that. And then we have one group coming out, well, that's performing. They just got their release and are going to be here this weekend. So you have uh, today and tomorrow to make it out and check them out. Uh, and they'll be here next weekend. Uh, they're a German, a German band, old-fashioned uh, the name again? Volgamut. Is Volgamut. The, I is just like the, saying the it. Name, I, I think I'm going to get a T-shirt. I really. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, they're playing old-time uh, instruments. It's a lot of drumming, some uh, bagpiping. Um, Very cool. So really exposing to uh, different culture musically, not yeah. only physically seeing it, but experiencing the music. I think that's really important to have the immersive experience of, of sight and sound by oh, combining and the, them. These guys do it. These guys do it for sure. Uh, and there are a number of acts that we have that are super, just high quality. They uh, travel, like I, like I said, um, from event to event. It's it's a circuit, the Renaissance Festival. Right. They start, uh, they went, well, they winter in Florida, and they do a few down in Florida, and then as the temperatures get higher, they start moving up to Georgia and Texas, and then Oklahoma, and then they move up to Kansas, and then by the midsummer, they're up in Ohio or Michigan. Amazing, isn't and it? And then they start working their way back down. This is good for people. It puts smiles on faces. Number one, the website is okcastle.com. I know you always recommend folks to go and plan your day and one day you're not going to see it all. So you need to make your selections and make a plan before you go because if you're not, you'll, you're going to waste time trying to figure out what to do and you're going right. to do less. You know, plan, plan in advance. Uh, there's a map, there's a schedule of events um, and definitely you want to plan your day because you are going to be frustrated. What's that going on over here? What's that going right. on? Oh, I missed this. I missed that. So plan your day in advance. Go to okcastle.com. Get those 
those tickets. They they show up on your phone, and you just scan Hold them. it up and scan Hold it. Hold it up, scan it, come on through the gate. Large attractions are the Birds of Prey show, the jousting, uh, and I'm missing one. Well, any of the entertainment on the other 14 stages. How about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's 14 <laughs> stages. It depends on what you like. Uh, the glass blower this year is, oh, nice. is fantastic. That would be a cool uh, art to witness, I think. You can, act, you can actually participate if uh, you schedule it right. Nice. Yeah. Matt Hiller, our guest here, with the good news. And again, go to their website. The festival runs this weekend, which is Memorial Day weekend, and then the following first weekend in the month of June. And it's all good family entertainment. It and, is. And that is the good news. You're listening to the good news. And right now from the Roxy Theater in downtown Muskogee, I should say the historic Roxy Theater, Executive Director Avery Fricks. How you doing, Avery? Hey, Cliff. Good to be on with you. It is uh, spreading the good news. I know here it is Sunday morning, a big night last night with the induction at the Oklahoma Movie Hall of Fame. What a great night this is for Muskogee. So congratulations. Well, thank you so much, Cliff, and thank you for being a part of it. This is our fourth year to be able to do the Oklahoma Movie Hall of Fame induction there at the Roxy. And, you know, it started because we realized that we have so many Oklahomans that have played a significant role in the film industry, whether that's on camera, off camera, producing, whatever the case may be. And uh, we wanted to, to honor them and, and recognize them and hopefully draw some attention to Oklahoma and the, and the film industry here. It does good for Muskogee, too. Not only do many folks know we have the Oklahoma Music Hall of Fame, but having the Oklahoma Movie Hall of Fame. And is this going on four years? How is this even possible? I know it's uh, great and it seems to grow every year. Last year, we weren't able to have it due to due to COVID-19, but this year we were happy to be able to come back and we think next year will even be bigger and better. There seems to be so much focus on everything from YouTube channels. Media has never been bigger than it is nowadays. And Oklahoma certainly has a lot of talent from uh, Brad Pitt, who many will claim as he was born in Shawnee, Oklahoma, all the way to those, like you were saying, behind the scenes, uh, in front of the camera, there's a lot going on. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many that we don't realize that have ties to Oklahoma. And and right now there's uh, several films that are, are being filmed in Oklahoma. Um, and, you know, as during the COVID-19 pandemic, a lot of filming shut down in California. And so they looked for other places to film. And Oklahoma was Unfortunately, one of those spots that that they've come to and that they're filming in and and you know it's I think it could be a great thing for for Oklahoma to have even more folks from the film industry. What does it say for Oklahoma when you have folks like Leonardo DiCaprio running around our state doing film projects? Yeah, I think it's it's wonderful for for Oklahoma and I think it's also wonderful for our our economy too to to bring that film industry here. So tell me who was inducted last night at the Oklahoma Movie Hall of Fame. Well, we had a great lineup. Um, we we had Juliana Branham, Will Sampson, Doug Claiborne, Dino Lally, Jack Ging, and Ricky Maslar. Wow! And also, we inducted Where the Red Fern Grows, the the film that was set here in Oklahoma as well. So we right. we had a great class of inductees, and and we really appreciate everybody coming in and their families coming in as well to to Muskogee to uh, to honor them for their 
significant contributions here in Oklahoma. It's a great, uh, great film and has so many Oklahoma treasures that are highlighted throughout the film. I love that. Now, besides the Oklahoma Movie Hall of Fame, the Roxy Theater, historic, it's a beautiful facility you have here in downtown Muskogee. What kinds of other things do you have going on at the Roxy Theater these days? Uh, We do a monthly movie night there, which right now, thanks to some generous sponsors, it's free and open to the public. For our movies in uh, this month in May, June, and July, we're actually going to move those outside and do do a partnership with the uh, Depot Green. And so that new space out there. So we're, we're really excited about those. Um, we, we also have you know a comedy show coming up and just really have a have a great variety of different things from on stage talent to live performances to movies and uh, really just a, a great historic place for the community to gather and to and to have celebrations and you know we, we do the polar Express every year which happens around November and December. Um, and so uh, there's just so many different opportunities that we have to highlight the Roxy. And we appreciate all of our patrons for, for always being there to come out for whatever events we've got going on. What's the best way to keep up with everything happening? I, I would guess Facebook would be a great start. Yes, you can find us on, on Facebook under the Roxy Theater, or you can go to our website, www.roxymuskogee.com, or give us a call anytime. Our, our phone number is 918-684-6366. Love it. And, of course, you are a state representative. I want to throw that out and give you the uh, recognition for all your hard work at the Capitol and representing citizens here. But in the realm of good news, you've had some good news recently. Congratulations on your wedding. So we want to congratulate you. That's always good. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. Thank you for joining us this week. Be sure to catch next week's episode. We'll be talking about a free concert at the Muskogee Civic Center, plus healthy food choices at the Muskogee Farmer's Market, and street racing in Muskogee. Yes, it's true. This program is distributed on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and others, plus the Okie Country 101.7 Facebook page. It also broadcasts on air Sunday mornings at 6 on Okie Country 101.7. In this world, bad news seems to steal the headlines, but this is the podcast where the light shines through the darkness. In the words of pop star Demi Lovato, no matter what you're going through, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And it may seem hard to get to it, but you can do it. And just keep working towards it, and you'll find the positive side of things. Till next time, I'm Cliff Castillo.